0: Hi, this is John Ritter, and welcome to the first episode of the Rise Up Country podcast. Each week, we're going to share stories of hope and inspiration from listeners just like you and some of the biggest names in country music. Today, we're going to be talking to Luke Combs. What a singer and what a great heart that guy has. And then a little bit later in the show, Reba McIntyre is going to tell us about one of the loneliest times in her life and how she overcame it. But first, let's go to our advertisers. Oh, that's right, we just started, so we don't have any yet. But I do have Luke Combs here, and I gotta tell you, the video for your song, Even Though I'm Leaving, is so powerful. And I know you're a young guy, but do you have some of those things in your life, just a few regrets that you wish you would've had a little bit more time with some people?
1: yeah you know and and uh I think one of my you know one of my my biggest regrets probably is my my uh my dad's dad passed away about a year and a half ago my grandfather and uh me and him were pretty close and and I just got to the point where it was it was so busy doing this thing that hmm. I just hadn't seen him in a while you know and and he he kind of passed away without me and me being able to get to to go down there and and kind of say goodbye to him a little bit so so that one stung a little bit and and I wish i You know would have called him a little bit more and stuff like that but uh i think everybody goes through that stuff i think you know when somebody passes away you always feel like you could have done more yeah Um, but it but i bet he was
0: pretty happy about your success though wasn't he he? was
1: man and it, it was really cool because he got to um we got him an advanced copy of the record and so he got to listen to it and he was kind of like he always told me you know he was like man he was like you got what it takes man just he always encouraged me, you know, and and he always told me that that you know he always knew that I was going to be doing something uh, with my singing, and and he was always kind of my biggest supporter in that. So it was it was you know it was it was bittersweet. I mean he was, I mean he was old man, you know, and he didn't have any legs. He lost both of his legs to diabetes, and so he was in a wheelchair and still very incredibly self sufficient though. Um, and so no, but he was he was a good dude. But that's that's one of those things, you know, that that stings a little bit, you know.
0: You're pretty comfortable being Luke, man. Yeah. It looks like nobody's put you in a box and said, you're, yeah. you remind me of a Toby Keith in that, hey, this is what you see. This yeah. is what you get. It's not an easy thing just to be yourself in this industry. Yeah. How did you learn it? How did it all happen?
1: I don't know. I, I think I think luckily for me, I think being myself worked early on, and, and I think that's that's how I ended up here with this comfortability of – You know, someone might have suggested, hey, why don't you do this? And I go, well, why would I do that when I'm doing this? And it's, it's, I mean, it's going pretty well. You know, and nobody could ever really argue that. You know, no one really had a leg to stand on in their argument of you should probably be doing this, not that. And I would just go, well, this is working really good, so why would I do that? And they're like, well, I guess you're right. So it just kind of. I don't know. I guess we just kind of got lucky, you know, the timing was right and, and the situation was right. So, so yeah, we lucked out a little bit.
0: Yeah, you sure did. Hey, listen, tell me what did mom and dad think of all this stuff about you dropping out of school and deciding to pursue your career I mean, that's always tough on a mama because they have certain expectations of what they want their little boys to become.
1: Yeah, mom's great. She's, she's wild, uh, and she's a whole interview in her own right, for sure. Um, no, my mom's great. She's always been my number one fan, biggest supporter. Um, and so she's awesome, man. And I, and I wish I could see her more, I think, is, is my biggest thing. And um, I told her, you know, when I told him I was going to quit school, I, you know, I think they kind of knew. You know, I wasn't the best student, um, just – I always had a hard time. Um, I had a bunch of jobs, you know, in, in college and you know over the summer. And always just was just really unhappy working for somebody else. Um, and, and I don't think it was that I particularly didn't like my bosses or anything. I just I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. I felt like I wasn't making any progress, you know. And so I was a less than exemplary employee for those reasons. And uh, you know, so my parents were supportive, and they said, you know, I mean we want you to succeed and you know my my parents don't have a lot of money so they said just know you know i mean you're you're a grown man now so you gotta you know if if it doesn't work you gotta be able to put the pieces back together you know if you move to nashville and don't work out
0: so what's some great advice that maybe mom gave you that you hold close to your heart and you live by this day
1: yeah I i think i think like you said just just stay true to yourself i think uh is her her biggest advice she's given me you know and she goes, you know, you're great the way you are, and, and people love you for being yourself. Um, and so I always just try to write the songs that I want to write and songs that I enjoy writing. And, and having fun on stage is is key for me. That's kind of always been the, the kind of – the. You light at the end of the tunnel when maybe I'm really tired or the schedule gets really tough is I know I'm going to get to go out and and be in the bus and, and and be with my guys out on the road and have fun and, and play for great fans every night. So I'm I'm very lucky in that regard that the shows for me are, are the reward for, for all the hard work, you know.
0: Your life has been, man, a hurricane. I, <laughs> I talked to Randy Travis one time and I said, so what? Uh, da, da, and he goes, I got to tell you, I'm running so hard I can't answer that question. I don't know how it's going because yeah. I always have to keep moving forward. When you have a chance to slow down and get a little peace in your life, what do you do?
1: Um, it's been it's been turkey season here recently, so I go out hunting a lot, um, which I enjoy being outside and you know just I enjoy the kind of the camaraderie of of that thing and you know whatever. I mean, just relaxing and trying to get away from the business end of everything, you know, I still enjoy listening to music and stuff when I'm home, but I think not having to talk about where's the song or how's it doing or what's the marketing for the tour, you know, it's like that stuff is the stuff that kind of wears on you a little bit. And so it's nice to just get away from all that stuff and, and be able to, especially when you're home, just feel like yourself, you know, like you don't have to be like, when I'm out now, like, I have to be Luke Combs, even if I'm right. in a bad mood or if I'm tired. You know, I have to be on and and be presentable because that's the job that I've chosen, and I enjoy doing those things. But, you know, it is nice to go home and, and kind of step away from that a little bit and, and have a little bit of a more realistic dose of, of you know, a little bit of, of real life, you know.
0: I'm with you. I got a little John Deere tractor and going throwing some gravel around and digging a hole and cutting down a tree. I'm going, simple man.
1: I love this. Yeah, it's simple stuff, man. I think just, you know, just kind of doing stuff that your everyday dude would do at his house, you know, is, is stuff that I kind of enjoy doing, you know, just going out and have fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I love doing stuff around the the property. Hey, before you get out of here, brag on your dad a little bit. Tell me what he's like.
1: D- yeah, dad's great. He just retired a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's 64 and just retired being a maintenance man for 30-some-odd years. Um, so I flew him out to Vegas. Uh, he came to the ACMs and saw all that stuff and did that thing. And then he rode the bus up with us at the end of this headlining tour we just finished. So he we went to Portland and Seattle and we went to the Columbia headquarters. And it was it was really cool, man. He got to do a lot of stuff that he's never got to do and, and see some places he's never gotten to see. So it was cool. It was a rewarding experience to kind of see him get to do that stuff as as a friend, you know, not just as my dad, but as someone that I, I truly enjoy hanging out with, you know.
0: So he's Mr. Fix-It, huh? So when something breaks in your house, you can call him? Yeah,
1: I can call dad and get his advice for sure, yeah.
0: Hey, before you get out of here, I got to tell you, I've been a singer all my life, and, buddy, you are a singer of singers. You do a great job. How did it all start for you? Cause um, it seems like a pretty natural fit,
1: yeah, yeah, and um, I just always gravitated towards singing for whatever reason um it's just I always got in trouble when I was little um in elementary school for humming or you know something. I was just always making noise, and um I don't know i I don't think that I even knew I was any good until you know I was in high school, probably you know i just I just enjoyed singing um, and it was never. I guess something that I even considered doing for a career um, until, you know, seven or eight years ago.
0: (laughs) And you're doing a heck of a job with it, I got to tell you. Hey, listen, it's finally great to meet you and hang out with you. Thanks so much for spending some time with me. Likewise, man, yes. (laughs) Luke Combs on the Rise Up Country podcast, episode one. Coming up in just a few minutes, I'll be talking with Reba, and she has a story to share with us about the darkest moment of her life and what pulled her out of it. But first, let's talk to some of the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast. These are the people that called into our national radio show at Rise Up Country and shared their messages of hope and inspiration. You know, Gail called me and she felt lost, alone, and didn't think that anybody else cared. And then she found out through God's grace, she was wrong
2: back in 2003, I lost my brother. It was very unexpected. Um, It turned out to be a heart condition called cardiomyopathy. But that week, we went up to Vermont, where he was living at the time, went through the services and, and all the things you do. And John was my best friend, not just my brother, but my best friend. And when we got home, We were actually scheduled to be at the Carlisle Car Show swap meet, the Chrysler one. Uh Um, I told my husband, I said, I can't do this. I I just can't do this. I said, you go ahead, you go without me. And my husband wouldn't do that. He said, no. He said, we're either going together. He said, you can do this. So we packed it up because we had swap spaces and registration and all that. And we went up to the fairgrounds and started getting set up. We had friends up there because we had been doing this for several years. But the amazing thing was, we're on a fairgrounds of over 80 acres with a whole mess of Mopar Mopar people, people who don't know us, people who are there to sell parts and look at cars, and somehow our loss spread like wildfire through that fairground. And for the entire weekend, we had people right there coming to us, people, total strangers we did not know that were just there to support us and to be, I mean, guys, people I had never seen before, like we're two rows over, we have this, we have this, if you need anything, they would come and check on us.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: I am ser- I'm serious. They would they would come and check on us. They would say, "Hey, what do you need? Hey, we're here for you. Hey, we can talk. Hey, wow. it'll be all right." I mean, this is this is thousands of people and these people that are staying on the fairgrounds, they formed this like this community around us. That was one of the most amazing things I have ever experienced in my life.
0: That's, that is fantastic. I'm but, I mean,
2: that's at a Car- Carlisle Chrysler swap meet.
0: <laughs> you know, this, this
2: isn't a church group.
0: <laughs> right, right. You never know who's going to be around there for you, who God's going to put in your life. But it sounds like quite the event.
2: Well, it was, it was, it was one of the most amazing things I have ever experienced. I, I mean, total strangers formed a community around us and held us up for that entire weekend.
0: Well, I am so glad you shared your story with us. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people.
2: And I I thank you for taking the call. and, And I just, the more I listen to the program this morning, I'm like, go ahead and call. Go ahead and call. Somebody might need to hear that.
0: I'm glad you did. And guess what? They definitely will. Maybe that stimulated you to say, hey, I've got a story. Well, you can share it with us on the Rise Up Hope line at 844-717-7774. You can make a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. You know, I remember getting this phone call here on our syndicated radio show. And it just shows how God can use a terrible situation to bring a family back together.
3: My brother was in a tractor accident two years ago. He was by himself, and the tractor ran over him and crushed his chest. Um, And he was able to get up and get to his truck and call 911.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, by the time they airlifted him and got him to the hospital, our preacher and youth minister were waiting on us. They had already heard about it and were there. And if you think prayer doesn't work... (laughs) You're crazy, hmm. because he had so many people praying for him. He had broke every rib but five. He had um, crushed his sternum. He had bruising around his heart. He broke his collarbone, his wrist. It basically just crushed him, crushed hmm. his chest. And he was in ICU for a week and in a regular room for a week, and then he came home.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow.
3: And it was, it was just, it was God. I mean, that was all God. He had so many people at our church praying for him. And this was before, right before COVID. So people were able to go to the hospital and he was conscious when he, after, when they, he was conscious the entire time and they let us go see him when he, when they got him to the hospital, they let us all go in there and we prayed around him. And it was just, continuous people coming and praying and being with us every day with our family and it God works and you know he it brought our family so much closer um it's been it was a horrible thing to happen but good comes from it and we're our family is completely different now we are so much closer um than we were before
0: you know this is the second or third story I've heard about a tractor and I have oh, to tell yes, and I have to tell you this this was the year last year was the year that I bought a bigger tractor. But one thing I have realized it it doesn't go anywhere and it is a piece of machinery that you have to be extremely careful with because it can hurt you.
3: Oh yes sir. his tractor was on the trailer and it started coming off and it was headed toward the gas line where there was a house. So he jumped off. He got out of his truck and tried to jump on that tractor and stop it, and it ran out, and, and he oh fell. Oh, my gosh. The wheel caught him and fell, and it ran over him.
0: Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And it still hit the gas line, but luckily, you know, nothing happened. But his phone was in his truck, and he said he could either lay there and die or he could just – you know, try to get up, and God helped him get up, and he walked 40 feet to his truck to
1: call somebody to come
3: for, you know, somebody to get him, so. Wow. When he was in ICU, there were four other people in there from tractor accidents also.
0: Oh, my gosh.
3: We were so, I mean, it was, you can't say you're lucky. I mean, it was God. He's here because of God, no doubt.
0: Without a doubt. (laughs) Listen, maybe you hear a story like that and you have one that you'd like to share. Well, you can on the Rise Up Hope line. Open 24-7 at 844-717-7774. Or you can make a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country. Or like us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. You know, when you think of Reba McIntyre, you think of high energy, big smile, everything going her way. Well, you know, at one point in her life, she hit rock bottom. And I remember when she shared the story with us on Rise Up. Hanging out with Reba McIntyre on the Rise Up Country podcast. And sing it now, songs of faith and hope. Wow. What a project. Yeah. What a great project. Thank oh, you. my goodness. I mean, I know what greatness is, and that is great.
4: Well, thank you. Thanks very much.
0: You know what I love about it is that... When people get to be my age, they hear a song like this or the whole album and you love and it makes you feel good because once you live long enough, you've gone through a lot of pain. Yeah. You've seen a lot of sorrow. Uh And I cannot tell you when I hear Jesus loves me. I'm an emotional wreck. I must have listened to that <laughs> 10 times. What was it like for you in there recording this album? Because you had to have so many thoughts were going through your head.
4: I did. I so many emotions, so many feelings, so many thoughts, so many memories. And it would take me back to the little one-room church in Chalky, Oklahoma, and back to the Cheyenne Frontier Days um, rodeo when when I first time I ever sang well, not the first time I sang, but the first time I sang Jesus Loves Me in front of a, an audience, mm-hmm. and uh, then I got paid for it. I got paid right. a nickel. So that was my first paying gig, singing a song about Jesus. But it does, it brings so many emotions to the forefront, and I get very emotional singing these songs because I feel the Holy Spirit with me. I feel God's presence. I, I, I just get all tingly inside and, and very emotional. It, it just really moves
0: me. You know what? You're absolutely right. The Holy Spirit's all over this record because I've, you know, the kind of show I have, I I play all country music, but I filter it in with also Christian music. And I've heard so many people sing this, but you felt every word. Boy, yeah. And it came through there. This album is going to touch and heal so many hearts.
4: That makes me... That, that that confirms everything I felt because I always feel like i'm the conduit I'm the water mm-hmm. hose and I always ask it, it what really makes me feel good is so many people pray for me when i'm li- i'm looking for songs and when when they when they pray for me I know that I'm going to find the right songs because uh, everybody's praying for me to be able to find the right songs and to pick the right songs and to sing it the way God wants me to sing it, so it was smooth sailing. Right, it was just so much fun because you know the path is paved. Right. All you got to do is just get in there and and uh, chug along, follow along, just whatever He wants you to do.
0: I always say God works through us, not because of us.
4: Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I love that.
0: I gave you a piece of paper, and the reason I brought it in with me, I thought you'd you'd enjoy it, and and you may have heard the story before. It was one of the world's greatest theologians went to this University of Chicago to talk to this big college all about his life and his presence with God, and in the question and answer period, the, one person stood up and goes, well, what have you learned through this whole thing? And he said, I can give it to you in one sentence my entire life, and it's a song that my mama used to sing to me. Jesus loves me, yes I know, because the Bible Tells me so. Love that. And he walked off stage.
1: (laughs) Is that great? So I I
0: brought you the article so you could read it. Thank you. Sing it now. Um, Love the line, truth is still the truth. Because what I love about that is people come up and they'll start talking to me about their opinions of the Bible and their opinions of God. And I don't know who said this, but I love it. It says, everybody has a right to their own opinion, but not a right to their own facts. Ooh, what part of your life brought you back to that relationship with God? Because we get close as kids, we really love them, and then we kind of go out and do all of our craziness, and then at one point we have to say, I need this relationship back.
4: Boy, that's a good question because, yeah, I did have in and outs, uh, closeness and then not so close and back and forth. I think uh, it, it's so cool the way he lets you hit bottom and and back of a tour bus one night i was bawling squalling i was so lonely so alone and i knew that i had to have somebody with me but it wasn't a person i wanted the holy spirit i wanted god and and it was just like wow that's that feeling i remember when i was 12 years old in the baptist church in kiowa oklahoma when i gave my life to the lord and got baptized so it was just all that great feeling but so much stronger because when I was a kid, it was fun, and everybody was doing it and getting baptized as the thing to do. But in the back of a tour bus by myself, that's when it's just that one-on-one relationship. Right. And it was just so special. And then years later, I had a cowboy named uh, um, Willard Moody say, are, are you all right with the Lord? And I said, Well, I feel like I'm pretty good with the Lord. He said, I think you need to rededicate your life. And I said, Okay. And so we stepped into a stall there at the Fort Worth Rodeo Fat Stock Show, and we stepped into a stall and prayed together. And then, you know, I didn't know that I needed the affirmation of my belief, but if he did, by golly, let's go do it. And we did it. And, and it just made me feel good again.
0: Well, you know, and you've made such a positive impact on so many people's lives, Kelly Clarkson being one of them. I don't know if she's ever shared the story about how many things she's had to overcome just to get where she is today and keeping the faith.
4: You know, I've known her so long. I don't know if she has or not, but she is such a positive person and she'll have down times and she she's had two pregnancies where she was throwing up numerous times every day and still can just laugh about it and go on and have her little plastic bag in her hand just in <laughs> case she's going to vomit again. And, and just, that's the way it is. That's what she'll say. But her faith, you know, it's it's got to be so strong in her. And I love her with all my heart.
0: You know, someone else you made a positive impact on because you always believed in them, even when no one else did was Blake Shelton. Because I remember when he used to come and do interviews and he said, you know what, John, I don't know what it is, but they treat me like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> he could not quite get in there. And uh, last year he called me and he said he had a dream about a song, uh, Shadow, uh-huh. Standing in My Savior's Shadow. I don't know if you've heard that by him or not.
4: I but knew it, he did record a, a gospel song.
0: But that came to him in a dream. Wow. And he said that God gave it to him at his very lowest point. Mm -hmm. And Blake, as always, said, he must have looked at me and said, John, he is so pathetic. (laughs) I better do something for him. But the sad part about Uh, that is that um, he never had anybody really talk to him about Jesus growing up. Do you have a song? I mean, that if you sing, it lifts your spirits and can get you through tough times?
4: Oh, I, I wrote one. Uh, It's called Thank You, Lord, Thank You, Lord, Thank You, Lord Oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord Oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord For this beautiful day that you made just for me In Tennessee, But And I (laughs) sang it in the shower in the morning It's just so uplifting And it makes me feel good And it's it's knocking out all the boundaries You know, you're thanking the Lord You're giving Him praise And you're grateful And so it's all the categories you're supposed to do every morning
0: well, that is fabulous. I mean, that's the right attitude, isn't it? I'm, I'm a man of a million phrases. But okay, good. One I love is, that. is, I don't sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because, because I, I sing. sing. Yeah. I'll leave you with this one. This guy walks up to the pearly gates with a bag in his hand. Huh? I don't know if you've heard this before. <laughs> I don't he know. He say, can I come into heaven? He goes, yeah, but you can't take any earthly stuff. He goes, I've only got one bag. He goes, I'm sorry. No earthly possessions, but just one bag. St. Peter goes, hey, the line is getting long. You're holding everybody up. I'll make an exception. Come on in. So he walks in. He takes the bag with him. St. Peter goes, I've got to see what's in there. He opens it, and there's about 50 big bars of gold. And St. Peter goes, you brought the pavement?
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) One
0: charming lady, Reba McIntyre. Well, maybe that conversation inspired you to share a story with us. You can on our Rise Up Country line at 844-717-7774. Or you can make a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. And just a minute ago, Reba and I were talking about Blake Shelton and the impact she had on his life and about Blake giving me a call and telling us about a song that he swears was God-given that saved his life. You're going to hear that conversation, plus I'll be talking with Cody Johnson, and he's going to tell us why we should live our lives to the fullest today and not wait. And I'll be featuring some of your phone calls about hope and inspiration. That's all on Rise Up Country, Episode 2. And remember, don't give up, just rise up.